You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when these people is doing it on that type of level, these is people we should be holding up on a statue and a pillar. You know what I mean? And saluting them. Tap in with T.T. Torres. Tap in with T.T. Torres. Tap in with T.T. Torres. Number one for hip hop is Titi Torres, and my special guest is in the building. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Yes, yes, yes. I go by the name of Simba for y'all who don't know. Shout out to Titi for having me up here today. Nah, yo, you made me blush. You're like, I watch your interviews on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. I be checking everything. Uh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a big uh, podcast, uh, radio content watcher. Yeah. I like to watch so then you got to check out my podcast, Tap In With Titi. Okay, for sure. Check that out. For sure. I'm going to release some of my classic interviews. Like, I have interviews with artists that aren't even... Um, here anymore. Wow. Like, um, I have Shorty Low interview. Damn. I have a DMX interview. Damn. I have, like, some really classic interviews that I want to release in a podcast. That's dope, too, that you was able to hold on to those. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it makes it more valuable. Um, unfortunately, they're not here. But even yeah. through them not being here, it's still a lot we can learn from them not being yeah. here through those interviews. Yeah. So. I'm kind of like a young OG. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a Nipsey Hustle interview. That's it's legendary. so interesting. Somebody tagged me on Instagram um, not too long ago with me on a red carpet with Nipsey. Wow. And it was just like, do you remember this? Yeah. I'm like, wow, I don't yeah. remember. It's like, because you, sometimes you're, my radio career unfortunately, outlast some of the rap artists' careers. That's true. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of artists go up, and then I've seen a lot of artists come down. So when, That's true. When, and I'm not just talking about artists that pass away. Yeah. I'm just talking about yeah. in general. So sometimes people will send me something. I'll be like, damn, like, where did they get that from? One thing I learned is um, the people in front of the camera change every day, but the people behind it tends to stay, stay the same a lot. Yeah. So you, you're, you're a legend in this business just in itself. So... Through your journey, you're going to cross certain things. It's artists that come and go. It's artists that pass. You know what yeah. I mean? Artists get hot, then they get cold. Yeah. So that's that's legendary that you able to capture the moments. Well, thank you. I always tell artists, you know, don't get so consumed with putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Don't just feel like you constantly have to be chasing the the artist side For of the sure. business. For sure. You know that's, what I that's mean? That's something we get stuck in, too, because if you look at, like, if you look at, like, the greats, they did it in music, but they did it somewhere else. So it's like Jay took his music catalog and did it in business. Yeah. 50, 50 did it in TV. Kanye doing it in fashion. And think about not even them, but before them, LL Cool J, yep. Queen Latifah. Movies. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They took the film industry and made it bigger than what it what it is. Yep. You know, your guy from the West Coast who was a part of NWA, yep. he never thought that being um, a, 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 a rapper would a, a, a script writer. Right. Yeah, yeah be Real a talk. script writer. Real Ice talk. Cube is one of the most legendary guys who did gangster rap. Yep. And look how he transitioned. And I th- think of all the kids that know Ice Cube from Are We There Yet. Right. Right, so he, like, re- reinvented himself Reinvented that. himself. He young. He didn't stay stuck. Yep. And oftentimes I see artists come into this game and they don't wrap their heads around the business, yeah. either, especially your generation. No disrespect yeah. to your generation. No, but what happens sometimes is they get so caught up in social media fame yeah. and then the drugs yeah. and they don't pay attention to the business of 
their business. Because yeah. being an artist is a fucking business. For sure. It is a nine to motherfucking five, 24, seven, seven days a week job. For sure. And if you don't treat it like a business, that's when you you have people that come and infiltrate your business. For sure. And then things and steps are missed in the process and that fucks up the longevity. For sure. I think it's a tricky thing too because it's like dreams don't come with a brochure, right? So it's like when you first get in this business, it's nobody telling you what publishing is, what's what you actually signing. So you got to really kind of like fuck up a little bit to learn how to get it right. Yeah. So it's tough for artists because coming from these urban communities where we got a lack of information, right? You make a song in your closet, it goes viral, it turns up. Now you moving around the world, meeting all these different people, you in different studios, and you did this from the from corner the of your studio, yeah. you know what I mean, in the closet, so you don't even really know why it's working. Yeah. You're just reaping the benefits of what's going on. So yeah. it's it's I feel like it's important too um for a lot of you know not just myself like you oh, different people yeah. to give us that insight like but I was But you got to listen though. I think I, I think for you 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 probably in a space of where you will listen. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For and, sure. and take that knowledge and be like yo let me let me let me soak that up for sure. and let me ask questions. Facts. In the process. Facts. Because if you don't ask questions, how are you supposed to know how answers. this works? Yeah. How are you supposed to know how to invest this show money to make it more, you know, and you yeah. getting percentages and this and that off of this show money that's going, you can live off of that when this rap career is over because your investments are carrying you to whatever that next phase is. Yeah. When you think of someone like a, a I will also say like a Yo Gotti, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He got all the heart, hot. Everybody under him right now, yeah. but he took what uh, he took what he learned as a rap artist and applied that to the business aspect of we it. We was talking about that last night too. I feel like um, somebody like God, he's a great leader, right? We was actually just talking about this. He he's a great leader. All of us aren't great leaders. Some of us need somebody to kind of help lead us and help us figure it out yeah. to f- learn how to lead. Yeah. And I feel like we growing up right now in a generation where it's like. Kids is raising kids. Yeah. Right? You got me and bro was just talking about that. You got um moms, you know, who had their child at 15, 16 years old, right? The kid, uh, they the kid end up being 16, which makes them 32. They still on Instagram. They still you on Instagram. You know what I mean? They still trying to be famous. So it's yeah. like, I know I done been in the club and seen daughters with their mamas in the club. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's tricky today. But you know what? You make a good point. That's a great and valid point. And I think in our community, you know, before social media, that always kind of been there, right? Like you've had, you know, this when a crack era hit, you had this kind of lost generation because they ripped the fathers from the home and they sent them to prison. And so you had this generation of kids growing up without no leadership in their families, right? And then it became a cycle that repeated itself. And now it's just magnified because you can't even fucking pick your nose without somebody putting a camera in your face. You know what I'm saying? And it's tough, too, because it's like, I feel like my parents' generation, they didn't take technology as serious as we did, so it's a gap. Mm-hmm. So it's like things that they don't understand that we understand and we not operating off the same technology that they did growing up. Yeah. So it's a miscommunication gap because yeah. we not understand how to communicate with each other. Yeah. So that's something we need more of. Like I was telling somebody the other day, like it seemed like uh, grandma's is like a lost art today. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like you used to have a grandma that to check your mama for when she was going wrong, but now yeah. it's like the grandma, she's all out of tune. Like she's, she barely know yeah. how to work Facebook, so she yeah. can't really see what's going on or tell your mama. But then to you check have it. the grandmas that are Bernice Burgos out here, and they still hosting parties. Hey, and, hey, hey, you Bernice know, look good. Don't you yeah, do that? You know Don't saying? you do that? Don't you so, do that? So I'm just saying, I'm nothing wrong with it, but it's like it's like this 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 you know no, you're cycle. Right. You know, you're right. You're right. It's a it's a youthful cycle today yeah. like it's a lot of you know 40 50 year old women that's still using that young card you yeah. know what I mean and, and, and getting away with it and it's challenging for a rapper you know look what just happened to PNB and, and, and yeah, you're from you yeah. live in LA yeah. that's right you're from the Bay grew up in the Bay yeah. the Bay is rough too don't get it don't Same get it thing. fucked up it's rough everywhere <laughs> it's rough yeah. but now you live in LA yeah and um a lot of people, we were just, me, you and I were just talking behind the scenes about New York, yeah. right? And then what LA is becoming and yeah. what the West Coast is becoming, it's concrete jungle right now. Yes. You got the pandemic, which, you know, hurt a lot of people yep. uh, financially, mentally, physically. Yep. Then you have these cities who were destroyed by the economy. Now yep. we're in a recession. You know, inflation is crazy. Yep. Um, the job market is trash. Yep. You get a job, but then they don't pay you enough to really survive because inflation. of the cost of inflation, yep. right? So people out here just trying to get it the best way they can. And it's wrong. It's wrong. wrong. It's wrong. For sure. But, you know, you have some people that are in this survival mode and desperation mode. Any other way, I just need a quick come up. I yeah. just need to get it quick. And if I see somebody dripped out. Yep. I got to take that and I got to flip that and I got to get a lick. You nah, know what I'm saying? Real. So it's, how how are you moving in that? It's tough, man. Um, we was just talking with Jim Jim Jones last night. We was talking about how being a rapper is like really one of the most dangerous jobs. So even this morning, like I'm coming out of my hotel, me and the bros, we going to get to some Starbucks and this dude just kind of like side-eyeing me, you know what I mean, looking at my jury. So like being a rapper, you this shit is like a costume. You know what I mean? You gotta have your jury on and make people look, all these type of things, but it's dangerous mm -hmm. because not only are you dealing with the poverty and people that's looking for something, you got a lot of people who created new lives in the pandemic. So a lot of people got their PPP money, yeah. right? They got them loans and they went and got new cars, they went and got new houses and they got adjusted to a new life that they still gotta pay for. So now they're willing to do whatever to keep that life going. And it's unfortunate that, you know, a piece of jewelry or a chain will make you just take somebody's life and end it all. Like, yeah. that man got a daughter. You yeah. know what I mean? And I don't think it's fair that, you know, people are accusing his girlfriend, you know, of doing something because it's like she got a child with this man. So why would she want to, yeah, like, why would she want to set her child's father up and get him hurt or get him killed or something and like that? And then look at it from a different perspective, how many people were in that restaurant that saw him Facts. there Facts. that could have texted outside of her? Just Facts. because she posted her meal pic on Instagram don't mean that that was the reason exactly. as to why, you know, he died. Exactly. I think we all need to rally around her and support her because Facts. that's a traumatic experience that's to see tough. your loved one shot and killed in front that's of you. It's, it's deeper than a loved one. It's your child's... You got Father. kids? Yeah, I got a son. Like, yeah. When you have kids, you realize, like, you're not living for yourself no more. Mm. You know what I mean? You're living for somebody else. So when you take a parent from their child, it's like you really, like, hindering this child to where... You taking their guidance away. You taking, taking their hero away. You're taking away. their leader away. You taking their leader away. Something we just talked about. So now you got another kid coming up with 
half of a, a leader that's gone, one of yeah. his leaders is gone, which is going to be making this kid late to get certain information that their leader could give them to help them prosper through life. Yeah. So it's it's a tough cycle, and it sucks that, like, we as black and browns, like, we like the main community that live this way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we feel like we got to take somebody's life or, like... And our own people's lives. Yeah. Like, we, I think we have to figure out how do we value each other and we love each other. Like, yeah. if you my brother and we come from the same communities, I don't want to see you dead. Exactly. I don't want to kill you. I don't want to cause you bodily harm. Yeah. And and it's it's just it goes so deep because we can get into this and we can have these really long conversations just about the system and how it's set up from the infrastructure. For sure. And it's working exactly how they designed they it, it to, to work. work. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So if the police ain't killing us, we're gonna kill us. Yep. And how and it we have to take accountability for how we play our part in this because this poverty mentality and this system has been designed this Facts. way. Resources. I don't think nobody's life should be taken. For a, a a chain that you gonna snatch and you gonna sell it on the street for what ten grand five grand? You just a lick, and, and then you, next and week and you broke in two weeks, and then you gotta rob somebody else. What you gonna kill him too over this chain? Like you didn't took somebody's whole legacy away for ten thousand dollars, and now you on your way to jail for the rest of your life. And I always tell people the problem with catching licks is you gotta keep catching. You gotta them. keep catching them because you don't know what to do with money. And there's you, so many legal licks to hit. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's what make it crazy. Like it's so many, it's so much going on. You could start a podcast today. Yeah. You could be a content creator. It's people on Instagram making millions of dollars. Or just work a regular job. Work a regular and job. And it's okay to it's work okay. a regular job. It's okay. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stiles. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? He's on fire. Everybody. Everybody got an Instagram page, and everybody rich on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? So it make people want what they see all day, and they want to be able to skip steps to hurry up and do it or present themselves like they do it without doing it. That's why I named my project Results Take Time. Mm. Because for me personally, as an artist, it took me time. Just and it to comes even, out this Friday, this by the Friday, way. Friday, September 16th. <laughs> um, but it took me a lot of time and understanding and a lot of messing up to figure out how to get or where to get in this business. Because you had to switch record labels, exactly. right? So you went through the Columbia process. But even before it was a record label involved, it was so much money I wasted on shooting videos, uh, borrowing money from other people to get my songs mixed, right? Then you get money, you got to pay these people back, so you broke. Uh, learning how to market yourself, learning how to go out. And when I got to the first label, immediately I realized I wasn't a priority. Right. And that's cool because you a new artist. You not you ain't you know, I didn't come into it with a big record or a big project or nothing like that. So I'm always willing to work my way to it. But as you working your way through it, you start realizing all the politics that go into it and all the things that could kind of 
knock you down and keep you from getting up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I ended up uh, getting out of my deal because the people who brought me in went to a different label. So it was a regime change. Yeah. The label started operating off of a different business model. And I went back independent. And when I went back independent, I realized I don't like being independent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because and some people like it. Yeah. And some people and don't. And I respect the people that, that like it. Like, it's just, it's tough for me because my mind is always so in the future. Yeah. So it's certain things I forget because I don't live in the present a lot. Yeah. So um, being independent was kind of a thing for me to where I want to make the music I want to make sure the business is straight. I want to get on the road and sell it. I don't know how to do what Michelle do mm-hmm. and put me in front of you. Right. Right. So if I got to worry about all these things as an artist, it, it takes away from my creative process yeah. and it, it makes it not Because fun. you don't have that infrastructure exactly. set in, that foundation laid. And, w- so, and, and so when it- I got to Atlantic, that's when the first time I got it mm-hmm. is when I seen it. So I seen what everybody do. I seen, we had a meeting yesterday. Uh, I seen the marketing team coming up with these creative ideas. I seen the radio team interested in what the next song is. So it makes my job easier to say, okay, we need this, 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 that, and the third. Let me go do this, bring that to y'all so y'all could do y'all job, and I can go back to being And they just magnify whatever it is you're setting the foundation on. And it's interesting because even though, you know, you have this deal, you can still learn from them. Yeah. Right? So now that you see how that works, if you decide... I want to start my own thing. Now you know how it works. Now you know how it works. And I think that's what made Gotti so great. Mm-hmm. I think Gotti studied the uh, the music industry at an all-time high, and he became a scientist behind it. Um, I hear a lot of stories about Gotti, about how he's still hands-on to this day. Oh, very hands-on. He's still on every call. He's coming Gotti up with his will own call rollouts. You, Gotti will call you uh, to book himself or his artist for Summer Jam. Yeah. Like, he will call you, like, I need this artist. Can you do this? Yeah. Like, he's very hands-on with his project. And that's that's part of being a great executive, right? So yeah. I think when you see the Gotties, when you see the Coach K's and the P from QC, you got to ask these people questions. You got to study them because they got it right. Everybody always got, like, answers or what you should be doing or telling you what you be doing, but they ain't did it on a high level. You know what I mean? So when these people is doing it on that type of level, these is people we should be holding up on a statue and a pillar. You know what I mean? And saluting them. But you're humble about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You feel like it's a privilege to be in those rooms. Yes. A lot of people don't understand access. Is more important than money. Because access will eventually give you opportunity that will lead you to the bag. I think a lot of times people take for granted the access point. And they they come in these rooms and they don't soak up the knowledge that they need to soak up and they think that it can go zero to 100 real quick. But that's just (sighs) ego. That's why I hate to hear people complain. Like when I hear artists be like, I ain't got the money to do this or I can't do this. I can't. I'm the type of person, I'm going to figure it out. Like, it's been times I ain't had money, and I had enough money for a plane ticket to get to a Rolling Loud or to get to an A3C Fest, but I ain't had money for a room, Yeah. right? But I just went. Yeah. I just went, and what happened? I ended up running into somebody or knocking a cute-ass girl who got a hotel room, <laughs> and I spent the night with her or something. You know what I mean? That but, West Coast shit yeah. for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Using that accent for your good. You know what I mean? But it's it's all about figuring it out. Yeah. Like, you got to figure it out when you want something. 
And um, I feel like that's a it's you a gift be and a curse. You gotta be humble in the process, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but that's what make you humble is figuring it out because you know no matter what, you gonna find a way. Yeah, you know what I mean. You gonna find a way through it. But all. I love that album title though. Results so the take songs, time. the songs in the album, yeah, we kind of reflect that process. Yeah. For you. So um, results take time. My intro is called Overnight. Um, the next song is called Never Change. Next song is called Never End Up Broke. Next song is called Can't Win For Nothing. Mm-hmm. I got a song called Trust Issues, and it's about um, cheating, wow. right, in relationships, right? You got cheated so, on? No, I'm a cheater. <laughs> What's your sign? Uh, I'm an Aries. Oh, my God. But I'm God. getting better at it. <laughs> I'm getting better at it. But it comes from having a desire for women. Yeah. You know what I mean? You meet women. You want to talk to them. You want to get to know them. Everything but me getting to this process took time to be like, okay, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna hurt this person, right? Yeah. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna be honest with this person, whatever it is yeah. I'm doing. Cause that's but that's key. a process that takes time. But that's the thing, though. I think that that's what most men, you know, slack on is just being honest. I yeah. think women would be more open to understanding. Okay, well, I'm me and you are together, but you still have the desires to be with other women. Yeah. Some, believe it or not, might be okay with that. For sure. If you had the but conversation. You gotta, but you owe them, like you just said, you owe them the conversation to keep it real with them, to let them make that choice on their own. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's where it goes wrong is like when you just constantly like kind of sell a lie or tell what's a the lie. Crazy, and what's the over. craziest thing that ever happened to you from cheating? Got some I never really broke. had nothing crazy happen because, like, my cheating ain't never been bad to where, like, <laughs> like I had, like, a private cheating, family. Cheating ain't never been nah, bad. You no, know, you know when, like, people be having, like, when people be having, like, these, a baby uh, on you, cheating is side bad. baby or, like, you in a whole nother relationship for six years with somebody yeah. or, like, you got a side apartment with nah, somebody. Yeah, that, it ain't never been fault. that. It'll be more so, like, me texting somebody yeah. or, you know, DMing, liking a picture, yeah. things like that. It ain't yeah. never been to the extreme. So I ain't never, like, got slapped or got my th- my clothes thrown out. <laughs> you ain't get them like Jordans that. bleached up yet? Nah, well, you ain't, ain't been never, through shit yet. I ain't yet. never went that bad. <laughs> I ain't never went that far with it. Um, so but, you're done with cheating? Uh, For yeah, right now? Yeah, uh, yes, yes. To, to this point? Yes, I'm trying to get better. <laughs> Are you doing therapy? Uh, I got my Dr. Black over there. It's my dog. <laughs> he, he he keep me on point. He he tell me when I'm wrong. You know, that's yeah. my big bro. He let me know when I'm doing something wrong and how I should go about it. But I'm human. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm learning as I go. But I love the fact that you are open to speaking with someone and yeah. having those real conversations. You got to. Because I feel like sometimes black men, you know, in our culture, uh, it's just so prideful. It's a Facts. pride thing. Facts. So I'm not going to talk about my issues or I'm not going to... Um, give too much of my inter feelings because of of pride. But the fact that you do have someone that you speak to about it and they give you advice, I think that's a great thing. And I got a great mom. Mm -hmm. So my mom would tell me when I'm wrong or doing certain things. But you got to understand, too, for like a young man in the industry, it's tough. Like you, you getting you meeting new women every day. You every talking day. to different Access. women. They all oh, beautiful. He cute. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you around it to where like the <laughs> the temptation factor is higher, right? Like I tell people all the time, right? If let's say we go outside right now, right, and we see a girl that's not the most attractive, okay, right? We can go up the street. We could put her in that Burberry outfit you got on. We can get our makeup done. We can get her hair done. We could throw that rolly on and them bracelets on her, right? It's and Chanel, she, by the way, you know, but that it's okay. Chanel on, right? 
And she gonna look, she gonna start looking like something, yeah. right? But take a ugly nigga. You put this nigga in some Gucci, some Louis. This nigga just walk ugly. He talk ugly. His sweat. It's nothing you could do. I, I could read say, right through. It's yo, nothing you could you, do to you're say. You're absolutely it. right about that, and that's why men. That's why sometimes people can't understand why the most beautiful women date the most ugliest men. Facts. And the fact of the matter is, it's really not about the looks for women. It's about the swag. Exactly. It's about how they handle you. It's about their confidence. confidence. It's about Facts. how they step in the room, how Facts. they handle business, how they provide for you. Facts. It's all that. Looks I, ain't looks ain't everything. But I'll take them ugly motherfucker all day. With confidence, yes. they know how to carry himself, right? Some swag, he know how to communicate with people. And he work hard to take care work of his family. Work hard, right? He may not be in the streets, but he ain't no sucker. You yeah. know, he gonna protect you. Yeah. That's a lot of men that can't do that, yeah. right? So it's it's the, the temptation factor, I feel like, is higher for us. It's harder. <laughs> but I'm learning, I'm learning how to discipline myself and get better at it. It's just a process. I'm a work in progress. I love that. Yeah. So interesting, I read um, while I was looking um, looking you up today, is that you played basketball. Yeah. So my son plays basketball. Okay. So you know I'm a basketball mom. What position mom. he play? He plays um, power forward. Okay. But he's he's young. He's 11. Okay. Um, but he plays for like two AAU teams. Then his school league. It's just like, it's just, I'm an Uber for him, basically. Okay. Um, so <laughs> what made you want to um, transition into music and not take the basketball thing? More so in... 11th grade, I had a coach that was an asshole, mm. right? And he really took the fun out of the game for me. And I, I feel like he did that because of how his career went in the NBA. Mm. So he was somebody that made it to the NBA but didn't sustain in the NBA. So he had a lot of just bitterness on him. You mm. know what I mean? And he would try to rub that off on us and make us feel like we was doing something wrong if we wasn't doing it like him. Doing it his way. Yeah. yeah. So it took the fun out of the game for me. And um, I remember arguing with him one time, just like going back and forth and me being a stubborn kid. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, fuck it. I ain't going to play next season. <laughs> right. So I'm thinking I'm doing something like trying to send like a shock through the school because I was a star player. So everybody like, you really ain't going to play. You really ain't going to play. And I'm one of them people to where like, if you I ain't say got no something. gray area. Yeah, if you so say something. So I'm either something. not going to do it or I'm going to go all the way. No so when I said it, I'm like, shit, I didn't talk too much shit now. I, <laughs> I got to stand on it. So through not playing for the rest of my junior year, um, my homie had a studio. So instead of going to basketball practice every day after school, we started going to his house and just mm -hmm. recording and writing and rapping and doing little things. Wow. And then um, I started getting good at it and I started liking it and just developing more of a skill for it. And after high school, I was supposed to go play ball. Due to some unfortunate situations, they wanted me to go to a JC mm -hmm. and play to uh, be able to go to a D Division One the following year, and um, I just ain't feel like doing that. <laughs> I just You're ain't like, feel like waking up every day at six o'clock going to practice. I just lost the love for it. I ain't yeah. want to do it because no more. people don't really know being an athlete. I mean, it is kind of like being an artist because you got to have discipline to do the studio for thing. sure. For a fact, you got to live, eat, breathe the studio. But basketball, that mental capacity, that you have to have deep mental capacity to wake up, train, you know, eat, train, eat, train. Like, yep. to play on that elite-type level, it's that tough. is draining. It's tough because you got to think, like, you got to eat right, right? You got to sleep right. You got to work out every day. Like, they not giving out these $100 million contracts for nothing. No. Like, you got to put that work in. And then it's a political part to that, right? You got to mm -hmm. have the right agent, the right trainer, 
everything. You know how the right people in play to be able to get you there. So <laughs> it's tough. So I heard, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, that you really took rap serious after a girl you dated said she liked your music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's when it got real. Like I had that's this song. Cute. I had this song. I think it was called "Are You the One," and um. It was this girl I used to like at school, and I used to always, like, try to talk to her. And she was, like, one of them cute girls that ain't talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. So uh, we ended up in a class together one day, and I was passing my CDs out, giving everybody uh-huh. in class my little mixtape and everything. So, like, Just two disturbing days. Disturbing the class. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to be in the back of the class, like, with the textbook up uh-huh. and a notebook just writing raps, wow. acting like I was listening to the teacher read. Wow. Um. And one day after giving out CDs, she came to school and we was walking out of class one day and she was like, I really like that song on your on your mixtape. And I'm like, what what song? She was like, Are You the One? So then I ended up getting her number because she liked the song, right? And okay. we was cool with each other, right? <laughs> wow. But we was cool with each other, and that made me be like, damn, like, I could get all the girls doing music. Like, so it just yeah. made me want to go harder with doing music. And and did you battle rap? Uh, for a little bit, but it wasn't like a professional. I yeah. wasn't like a professional battle rapper. I was more so like the school battle rapper. Yeah, like, on the lunch table, yeah, getting it in. Yeah, type and people want to run up and then they <laughs> rap and then we go back and forth. But I never like did smack or right or nothing like that. So being that you come from basketball and one of the biggest icons in basketball, LeBron James. Yeah, he likes your music. Yeah. He's a fan of your music. What was that like for you? Oh, man, that's that's like the moment when the girl liked my song in high school. <laughs> that's what keep you going at a professional level, yeah. right? So it's like um, I grew up idolizing LeBron James. Mm. I grew up trying to be like LeBron James, trying to make my shot like his, mm-hmm. trying to dunk like him. Um, so when that happened for me, it was just like validation to like keep going and, and work harder and wow. go go even harder because if I could get somebody on the caliber of LeBron James to like what I'm doing and post what I'm doing, I'm obviously doing something cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's interesting because I was reading through some of the comments and they compare you to Pusha T comparison. It's so interesting to me. By the way, Pusha T is in my top five. Okay. One of my favorite rappers ever. Shout out to Push. Like, it's interesting that that comparison comes about because you guys come from two spectrums of the world, meaning, like, the Bay is very different from Virginia and the East Coast... Period. Yeah. Um, was like, what? How do you feel about those comparisons? It makes sense to me because as a kid, my mom moved me around a lot. Mm, I um, never knew that. Yeah, my mom was a real estate agent. She mm. still is, and she used to travel a lot. So we'd go from Texas to Vegas to New York. Like I remember, when I think I was like nine. I was either nine or ten. We came to New York and spent Christmas here for two weeks. Wow. Right? So I would always listen to different music Mm -hmm. from different regions. And one thing I noticed was, like, uh, certain music where I was from, it would kind of not leave our region. Like, it kind of always stayed in our area, never really, like, expanded out. Because the sound. The sound. And the production is so regional. regional. Yeah. Yeah. So when I started making music and seeing that by moving around as a kid, it made me want to make my music more universal. Mm. To where I can expand into different places. Yeah. So I listened to a lot of Pusha T growing up. I listened to a lot of Jada Kiss. I listened mm. to a lot of J. 
Joe Budden. Yeah. I listened to a lot of Jay Z rappers. Yeah, yeah, like that's what really got me into being a lyricist. Well, listen, if you're gonna be compared to someone, it's best to be compared to the great because Pusha T is in a lot of people's Facts. top fives Facts. and his punchlines. He's a goat. Oh, he's a goat for, for sure. sure. All right, so listen, the album is coming September 16th. Um, Fans are going to be going crazy over this album. Again, I love um, the title of the album. Um, Make sure you guys stream it um, on all the platforms. Results take time. Before we end this interview, we got to play a little game. Okay, let's do it. Let's Let's play a game, guys. This is called This or That. You can't think about it. You just got to spit it out, okay? okay? Instagram, Twitter. Instagram. Um, playing basketball or rapping? Rapping. East Coast, West Coast? West Coast. Music-wise, Jay-Z or Pusha T? Jay-Z. Ooh. Okay. Jay-Z, like, my favorite rapper ever. Him and Future. Yeah, I love Future, too. Jay-Z's my my number one. Yeah. Pusha may be my number four. Four. Okay. And Jay Jay's definitely my number one. Okay. Damian Lillard or Kawhi Leonard? Damian Lillard. Why? Because he's from the Bay. Oh, of course. Skill wise, though. Skill wise, who's better? Skill wise to me, Damian Lillard. He's better? I feel like Kawhi bigger. You know what I mean? He got bigger hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's taller. But I feel Dame more savvy. Okay. I feel like he a little more skilled with that ball. Okay. Chick fil A or Popeyes? Chick-fil-A. Mm, that's no comparison. No yeah. sauce. And I don't even eat meat, but the French fries alone. Yeah, them, them waffle fries <laughs> off the chain, for sure. Shout out to my homegirl, by the way. Um, You went to her restaurant, Shane, in Virginia. Yeah. The Soul Food Restaurant. Yeah, right. Southern Kitchen. Southern Kitchen. Man, it was fire. That yeah, food was no. fire. Yeah. I that remember food was fire. I used to do radio down there back in the day. Yeah. And I remember when she first had the vision of opening a restaurant. Yeah. And now she has like a couple of them. So and shout she out to her. Great, she like a great, just sweet Soul. lady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when, you, when you meet people like that, you just want to just like show them love. You just want to hug them and yeah. show them some respect. No, she, she just is. a genuine soul. I remember when I first moved down there, she like helped me like find my real estate agent and just get acclimated to the city. Yeah. So yeah, she's a good person. All right. Going to the mall or shopping online? Um, I I like going to the mall. Yeah, you like. To I feel, feel like it. shopping online has became more of a thing, uh-huh. but um, I feel like it's still an experience with going to the mall. Like it's just something that's therapeutic about. You could just, just put it on, try yeah, it on. I just like walking it. around, you know? seeing people. You know, <laughs> so I like going to the mall. Summer or winter? Summer. I I would have thought that. Summer. Just because you're from the West Coast. Yeah, and summer. y'all don't like cold when y'all come over here. Nah, it'd be too, too cold, cold over here. <laughs> but right now, it's too hot over there. Yeah. Like, it, the other day, it was 124 over there. Oh, nah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, Simba, thank you so much for stopping by thank today. Thank you for having me. I had me. a fabulous conversation with y'all. I could sit here and talk to you all day. But so, I'm going to sure. leave it to you. It's Results Take Time out this Friday. It's your boy Simba, man. Y'all make sure y'all stream that on all platforms. so much for tapping in with me it's tt torad and this is tap in with tt make sure you subscribe will you do that please thank you
Mr. C. Mr. C. Step Swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly, the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Styles. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? 